Hi, this is Steve Sleeper, producer of the North Omaha History Podcast. It's a volunteer effort, but you can help us meet expenses by becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Go to patreon.com slash Omaha. The list of patrons and the link to Patreon is in the show notes. You can also help by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star review. Thanks. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. For more than 10,000 years, the area that forms today's North Omaha has been hopping with events of all kinds. In today's episode, we'll do an overview of those events, including the organized and formal events as well as informal times that carved out the community's cult. 10,000 years, Adam? 10,000 years ago, there's evidence of people first coming into the region that became North Omaha. You see, Steve, back in the 1910s, there was a archaeologist from UNL. His last name was Gilder. And... Uh, he researched, he, he did digs, archaeological digs up in the Ponca Hills that found evidence of human habitation in North Omaha going back 10,000 years. I find that fascinating. And frankly, I think it really begins to allude to the possibilities of North Omaha's history, not just for history buffs and people who are really interested, but also for economic development and the possibility of tying together the community in whole new ways. With a with that long of a history, we can begin to see we're all one people in this very short span of time who've occupied a place that has been alive for a lot longer than us. The woodland culture started to move into the region about 2,000 years ago. And that woodland culture eventually gave way to the Omaha and the Pawnee who arrived around 800 years ago. And then 600 years ago, the Ponca and the Quapa and the Omaha and the Osage and the Kansas nations all arrived into this region that became North Omaha. So we have this fantastic history that goes so far back. Part and parcel with that is the reality of European colonialization. In 1541, a Spanish conquistador called Coronado arrived in Nebraska. He didn't get as far as North Omaha, but he began to lay the way that led white people to the neighborhood, such as it were. Father Marquette was a French priest out of Quebec who made the first detailed map of Nebraska by floating the Missouri River, including North Omaha, in 1673. So this history goes back. Now, when the European colonial powers withdrew, when New France was done and New Spain was done, the Louisiana Purchase was made in 1802. In 1804, Lewis and Clark's expedition, along with an African-American slave and enslaved man named York, arrived in North Omaha. That expedition, they ended up calling it Indian Territory that they were in. And in 1811... A Spanish fur trapper named Manuel Lisa opened up Fort Lisa near Ponca Road and the River Drive, also called J.J. Pershing Drive. After his fort opened, it was 1819, 
when the French fort opened at the intersection of Ponca Creek and the Missouri River, it was informally called Cabinet's Post, and it was run by French fur trappers from the St. Louis region. Cabinet himself ended up becoming a, a very wealthy man through his work and built a mansion that is replicated today in St. Louis. But it was his post where the first steamboat in Nebraska arrived in 1819. Big events. Things really happening. The Missouri, Ojibwa, Odo, Ottawa, and Potawatomi were forced to live in the Florence area in 1834 by movement enforced by the U.S. government and by the treaties that had been made. And they gave a little bit of sustainability to Cabinet's post, but after he died, that post closed. Peter Sarpy took it over, and then in 1840, he merged it into Bellevue. In 1846, a group of American settlers from the East Coast arrived into the area that we think of as a Florence neighborhood today, and that event brought the first town, the first streets, the first fire station, the first park to North Omaha. Those were the Mormon pioneer settlers, today the Church of Latter-day Saints. And they brought all of that development into winter quarters. That same year, 1846, they proposed a bridge be built across the Missouri River at Rock Bottom. Now, it only took 100 years to build it, but in the 1950s, the Mormon Pioneer Bridge was finished. That's a little vision for you. But the first school, the first businesses, they all came around that year. Oh, yeah, the first enslaved people to live in North Omaha came that year with the Mormons as well. Winter Quarters was abandoned after that, but land speculators who were already in Iowa, they were waiting for the Nebraska Territory to be formed so they could make a lot of money. And in 1851, one of them built a cabin in the old Winter Quarters area, or at least he claimed land that became his cabin and claimed the cabin that might have already been there. His name was James Mitchell, and Mitchell's house went on to become very popular all the way through the 1940s and 50s uh, until it was torn down in the 1960s. But it was 1854 when the major event of North Omaha's history, that is the settlement of the city of Omaha, happened in 1854. The town of Florence was settled that same year, separate from the city of Omaha. And it was just a couple years later that the town of Saratoga was founded. The entire Saratoga Township extended from North 42nd Street all the way to the Missouri River. From Locust Street all the way north up to Kansas Avenue. And that whole region was its own town. It was based around 24th and Grand Avenue, which that downtown migrated 24th and Ames. And then it had its own successful life over the next hundred years. Fort Omaha, our beloved historic institution, right in North Omaha, was established in 1869. It was already down by the river in downtown Omaha as early as the 1850s. But in 1869, it was permanently put at 30th and Fort. First made out of wooden buildings, eventually they were made into brick buildings, many of which still stand today. Creighton University was established in 1878, one of the greatest events in North Omaha's history eventually leading the way for six other institutes of higher education to open up in North Omaha. Six colleges in North Omaha. Get out of here. Find details about that on NorthOmahaHistory.com. 1879, the trial of Standing Bear happened at Fort Omaha. Standing Bear was a Ponca leader who brought his people back to Nebraska from Oklahoma, where 
treaty rights had given them land. But Sitting Bear realized, Standing Bear realized that uh, his land was stolen from him because the land in Oklahoma was terrible. And he came back for his land and eventually he won it back for his people. In 1892, the first black legislator from North Omaha was elected. What an event! As well as 1898, when the first, or when the Trans Mississippi and Indian Congress happened in North Omaha. Now, in the 20th century, nothing slowed down. The 1913 Easter Sunday tornado ripped apart North Omaha. It acted like a giant bulldozer that went from about 40th and Dodge up to 24th and Lake, obliterating parts of the Gifford Park neighborhood, obliterating parts of Bemis Park neighborhood, coming all the way up to 24th and Lake, and then heading out to 16th and Locust and causing havoc in East Omaha before dissipating. 1917, Florence was annexed into the city of Omaha, along with Benson, growing Omaha's land surface significantly, but also increasing North Omaha and its population by a lot. Now, all of that might have threatened the people. All of that might have caused them to cower a little bit in their boots, because in 1919, white people rioted en masse. 20,000 people came to attack North Omaha the near north side specifically, and African-Americans who lived there. They lynched a black man named Will Brown. That wasn't the first lynching in Omaha, but the first one to specifically target North Omaha, 1919. Now, in 1921, we had another big event when the International Aero Congress landed in East Omaha. The International Aero Congress was one of the first events of its kind to celebrate the potential of airplanes and national travel with airlines. Omaha lost that fever, though. It wasn't as big as it could have been, but they got a good start. And that International Aero Congress, oh, by the way, it didn't happen at Epley Airfield. It happened at Payne Airfield in East Omaha at the end of 16th Street near Reed. If you want to learn about it, look it up on NorthOmahaHistory.com. Payne Airfield. 1933, the United States Federal Government's Work Progress Administration built a CCZ camp at Levi Carter Park. That event led to the construction of more than two dozen different features around Omaha, including the Saddle Creek Underpass, the Hummel Park Pavilions, the Benson Park Pavilion, and several other features around the city. All because of that CCC camp at Levi Carter Park. In the 1950s, 24th and Lake reached its heyday, its penultimate occasion, and then in 1955, the streetcars stopped running. That was a big event in North Omaha specifically, but all the same, it kept storming and wonderful things kept happening until 1960s. By that point, white flight had struck nor North Omaha. The Kuntz Place neighborhood was largely abandoned by white people when they were encouraged to move out to West Omaha, just like earlier generations of North Omaha and white people were encouraged to move away in the 1920s. In the 1950s, that took off. Not only did it happen in Kuntz Place, but it went west as neighborhoods including the Bedford Place neighborhood, the Clifton Hill neighborhood, the Fairfax neighborhood, and others emptied out of white people. Eventually, that white flight continued. It went through Saratoga into the Miller Park neighborhood and eventually went to Minnelusa and Florence neighborhoods. Some places it's been resisted, but some places just happened quick. In 1966, the first ever North Omaha riots happened. First, it was a riot after a young African-American man was killed 
and the summer heat reached over 100 degrees and black youth didn't have anything to do around 24th and Lake, so they struck at the buildings in that region. Another riot happened just months later when a white racist presidential candidate spoke at the Omaha Civic Auditorium and protests headed north from the auditorium into the near north side, striking at businesses along Cumming Street, 24th Street, 16th, and others. Several other other riots happened after that. Lots of them were blamed on young African-American people who were looting and rioting. But there were some suspicious fires, Steve. Some buildings that burnt down that were never struck by rioters. There were some suspicious business closings. And eventually, when the bulldozers did come, they didn't just go after the businesses that were burned down. Instead, they bulldozed houses, they bulldozed churches, and they struck a lot of other areas. So those were massive events. The Civil Rights Act was enacted nationally in 1964, the Fair Housing Act as well. And those transformed North Omaha radically. Maybe the greatest final event that happened in North Omaha in the 20th century was the North Freeway completion in 1989. The North Freeway was divisive from its initial planning stages in the 1950s all the way for the next 40 years as it was built out, cutting the African-American community in half, obliterating more than a 1,000 houses and businesses and churches, and really causing a permanent scar in the middle of North Omaha that still hasn't been rectified to this day. Whether they're painting the bridges, they've still left the freeway. Other developments, other events have happened throughout the history of North Omaha that can't be forgotten or neglected, though. We have wonderful events such as North Omaha's very own Omaha North High School homecoming parade, which for decades not just provided entertainment, but also that sense of community belonging and responsibility for the health and well-being of our students. We had the Florence Days celebration that's existed since the 1960s and 70s to really hype up that neighborhood, but also bring together North Omaha as a whole. The Native Omaha Days celebrations go on today after more than 50 years with a homecoming parade and a week's worth of different activities ranging all around the community. Of course, the Stone Soul the Stone Soul picnic that happened more than 30 years between the 1970s and almost 2000 was a wonderful event that brought together thousands of people at Levi Carter Park. There were old boat races that happened at Carter Lake. There were wonderful other expositions that happened through North Omaha, including around the Saratoga neighborhood and down at Carter Lake. And all of these events have made North Omaha into the wonderful place that it is today. There are many more that I haven't mentioned at all that continue to go on, too. But this is a little bit of an overview of some of what events have made North Omaha a great place. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.